Sean. Yes, Ray. Do you think that I could pass for a high school student in a movie? Uh, 100% no. Yeah. no. No? No. Here's the thing, Ray. It's not the 1990s anymore. You know, back in the day, they would use like 40-year-olds for these, these television shows and movies that are supposed to pass as like 17-year-olds. Uh, like, perfect example is like Beverly Hills 90210. Gabriel Cartera, whatever her name was, who played uh, Andrea on Beverly Hills 90210. Uh, Andrea, Andrea, the nerdy girl. She was like 30 when okay. she got that role. Now they actually use uh, like kids for the roles. Like, well, well, what I'm saying is I had two instances recently where I was like, oh, maybe I could play. Like, because like, you've only seen me with a little bit of stubble on my face. If I went clean shaven and I lost like eight pounds, got a little thinner. It's a very specific number. It's like eight. Get me you between know, eight and ten. Give me right where I want. Yeah. Um, take down some of the bloat. I think I would look just like a high school student. Um, I think I look so young. And also, my aura is youthful. I have a you, youthful aura. Do you mean aura? Your aura? Or, well, now you're making fun of my speech impediment. <laughs> uh, well, okay, two instances in the past two weeks. One, I was in um, New Hope, Pennsylvania, which doesn't really matter. We were walking I've around there. Before. Yeah. And I was walking around, and I had a book bag on, and there were some other kids walking by that were definitely in high school, and they kind of gave me like a sup. Like we were both students. And if I was walking and hanging out with them, people wouldn't be like, oh, look at that 32-year-old dude hanging out with these high school no, students. No, they would go, look at that narc hanging out with those high school <laughs> <laughs> No. Look at Check out that narc. Check out that detective who thought he could pass as a high schooler. <laughs> no, they'd be like, oh, I guess those two nerdy kids are friends with the cool jock in school. There's a, no, no. Yeah, they'd be like, he's the cool jock. No, they were like, how dumb is that kid? Is he 30 and still in high school? Like, is it? That's a problem. I don't How bad is our school system where he, this kid, this grown man, like, they would have been like, this is a, like, they would have, they would have told the kids, hey, blink twice if you're okay. Is this man, is this your father or a relative? Cause it, it could be a pedophile situation. I don't, th well, if they're 17, it's not a pedophile situation, Sean. Um, but <laughs> certain these, places it these, is. These boys that I'm gonna be hanging out with for, Studying for my role when I write myself in a movie where I'm in high school. I, you know what? I have to go back really quickly. There's a John very... Nelson played a high school student when he was like 52. That's what I'm saying. Club. Back in the day, they used to do that. But if you really look at it, he, he didn't look like a high school student. He doesn't look like it. They all were older. They used like people in their 21, 25, whatever it was. Here's the thing. You, you left out a, a very small piece of the puzzle when you first asked me the question. Uh... What were you wearing? Oh, I was dressed pretty cool. No, you had a backpack on. Yeah. Anybody in a backpack, back, a backpack that's not 60, probably a high school kid's going to be like, that's just a really big high school kid. He's got a backpack. I'll he knows it. the struggle of back pain from this backpack. <laughs> so it was more of a nod of like, I hear you, bro. Yeah, you, you take it home, work we, home. We both got backpacks. You both got, it's the backpack clan. It's, it's, not, it's not you look like a high schooler. It's, you know, the, you know the backpack struggle. Nice backpack, bro. Okay, so that could have been me reading into it. However, I went to see Bill Joel. Uh, your, your close personal friend. I did. I went to see him at Madison Square I know Garden. you did. He was he, so good. 
and I was sitting next to two lovely ladies in their 60s from New Jersey. New Jersey, I don't know which town. Um, and she looks at me, and she's telling me about all the concerts she's been to, and she asks how old I am. She's like, oh, you're just a baby. You're probably, what, 22? <laughs> and <laughs> so, and I how mean, old was this woman? She was in her 60s. Right, there you go. But you she go. wasn't like 70 senile. I, there's 20s. I'm 43. There's, there's 19-year-olds that I'm like, you're 14. Your you're, you're, you're time perception and, you're, and being able to identify the age of somebody, depending on, on your age, it changes. Your perception changes. So those women, first off, they were trying to be polite. They might have been a, a might have been a cougar situation for old Ray the Polak Zawadny over oh, yeah, there I, at Bill Joel concert. Me and Colin had an orgy with the two ladies. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were they were hilarious. It, it lasted. It was twenty five minutes. It was it was it was an early bird orgy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'll come to your orgy, but get me out of there by seven p.m. I have a nail appointment at six. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so no, uh, those you you did not everything. All the evidence you just presented to me, uh, and the uh, just uh, as a Law and Order watcher, I will use the rule circumstantial. I think that circumstantial two circumstances where you were left to believe I could pass as a um, as a high schooler, but there is really no evidence that you would actually you actually look like a high schooler. Could I play the older brother of a high school student that's in college? Could I be a college guy? Like Brad, his older brother. Brad's in college. Brad. <laughs> Classic Brad. <laughs> oh, Brad's coming home this weekend. It's going to be rocking at the house. You you would look like the brother that opted not to go to college. <laughs> and it's just at the house. You're Chet from Weird Science. Remember Chet? It's Bill Paxton. Chet was awesome. Yeah, but he was like the guy that was just at the house. He didn't. Go, he he was like, what was his deal? So I have in the basement older brother vibe. Yeah, you have like older brother vibe that like okay. you know kind of like well, works I'm, at the Verizon store. Well, I'm thrilled I asked this question. <laughs> it's really helping the old self esteem. I came here sitting on the top of the world thinking that I could be in the Breakfast Club reboot. Well, if you want, like I I'll tell you a story about myself where I had a really I thought. Things would work out better than they did. And this is an age thing, but also a looks thing. Uh, during the pandemic, I was locked down with my roommate, Robert Dean, super funny dude. And uh, I was like, oh, I want to shave my beard. And I, um, I'm i like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll raise money for the nurses. At, like, See how much I can raise for the nurses shaving my beard. Right, so I did thank that. Thank you so much for yeah. that, by the way. Thank you for your, you should have said thank you for your service. And uh, so I full on shaved the beard and then put a picture of myself on it, but I did it from like like high school girl selfie angle, like perfect selfie angle, like from high high and tight, just, just and I, I didn't look that bad in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the photo. And then slowly but surely, I was like online, I'm like, maybe I'll keep it off. And everybody online was like, grow it back. <laughs> <laughs> bring like, back the <laughs> face covering. Bring back, bring back the thing that hides half of hides your face. Hides half your face, yeah. Hurry bring up. that thing back. People wanted the beard back more than regular Coke when uh, they tried getting rid of <laughs> Coke. 
<laughs> well, see, that's why I will need to. Yeah, the the nurses were like, "No, take it back and <laughs> buy a fake beard for a while with the money that you raised. We don't need it. We're nurses for Christ's sake. We make great money." So yeah, man, I think sometimes we have this perception of ourselves that's just not true. Don't get me wrong. I think we're also hard on ourselves. Where you might have something you don't think looks good, maybe. But in actuality, it's like, no, you actually, you know, I'm not saying you can't pass for the older brother of high school. I will, I will relent to You'll that. You can see that. Yeah. Yeah. I will say you could definitely, you could, you don't look, you don't look, I'll give you this. You, if you told me you were 27, I'd be like, I could, I could see that. That's, I'll give you 27. So five years. Yeah, it's good. That's pretty good. I used to be in that world. If I shaved my beard, I used to look about four years younger than I was. And now I've just, I'm, I'm beyond the pale. Literally and figuratively. I think we should try pale. to. I think we should try to invade a high school and see who makes it longer as a student. I think we. Um, I don't know if that's uh, legal. I think the, the school, especially these days, the schools are on lockdown. Um, two dudes who look like us, uh, our age, uh, that looks like school shooter vibe times mm, twelve. Coming from a guy who's <clears throat> hung out at a great deal of high schools over the past, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Over the past few years, I've hung out outside of a lot of them. You're like, hey, well, to be completely honest, I've been scoping some out the past couple of weeks. You know what? I, I I don't. You just you just bringing up school shooter reminded me of this. I once had a comedian at an open mic who was doing crowd work, which is by far the worst thing that you could do as a comedian at an open mic. It's is doing crowd work yep. to other comedians, and I'm sitting there with a couple other comics, and he goes, Ah, take a look at the school shooter table over there. And it made me so mad, not because the joke offended me. It was because, make fun of me, but be accurate. I look like a lot of things, dude. I do not look like, I do not have school shooter face or vibe or and the way I dress. Um, well, There's the never been a fat school shooter. You just, you could take almost any dude and it could become school shooter vibe. Like, it's almost like a thing where... It used to be if you looked like the two guys from Columbine, you were school shooter vibe. Sure. And school shooter confidence. We should put that on the March Madness bracket. <laughs> school. That is, well, did you? I think that comes from not well, having the balls confidence. on the Columbine kid. You ever hear like there's all these facts came out about them after after like everybody was like, oh, they were like they were these two like losers that had no friends and what? What do you? That's just the funniest take is you going, hey, the balls on these Columbine kids. <laughs> well, no, not the balls. That was a bad phrasing. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is the, like, the fact of how, you know, like the, 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 this is, which is one of the, mo- the phenomenons I love is how a news story can get so misconstrued over time. There's a bunch of famous examples, one of which is uh, the woman burning herself with the McDonald's coffee. So the McDonald's yeah. the coffee was too hot. That went from an actual real story in a local paper that had like two pages, like, you know, a whole page or whatever it was, down to a little blurb in the New York, in the Daily News, and it became a tabloid thing of like, oh, look at this, oh, this gold uh, gold digger, or, or she's looking for a payday, or whatever it was. Mm. But what you, all the details that were left out made you realize that like the story was actually real. The woman had like third degree burns. The coffee was like 50 degrees hotter than normally was something crazy like that. Right. So I think it happens all the time. And Columbine kind of had its own version of that where these kids were painted as these loners and Hey, this is why it happened. They were loners. They were picked on. They were like your quintessential nerds. And, uh, hold on. Let me, 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 let
Can I, can I call? <clears throat> I'm going to have to cut this out. You know, the tech guy. It's coming It's coming from every angle. It's uh, ringing in all, throughout his entire house. That's to, when technology kind of fucks you. Sorry, sorry about that. Um, anyway, so Columbine had its own version of it where the two shooters, this is like pr- this basic knowledge now, or it's, it's a known thing. They had a bunch of friends. They had a whole friend group that they would like go out with and stuff. They were just two psychopaths. Or one of them was following the other one, whatever was happening. Oh, they weren't like picked on? I, I just, maybe they weren't the most popular kids in school, but I think they had, a, a, like even the trench coat mafia thing was like half tongue-in-cheek or something like that. Mm. Like, So what I'm trying to say is that they used to be the model for school shooter, but now I think you could have it. You know, like, you you think about what what's the stereotypes of these things? Like, incels. Like, you know, I have a... The first time I ever heard the phrase incel, and I saw the video of a guy that was... He was a shooter, and he had, like, a manifesto he did by video on YouTube before he shot this woman that wouldn't sleep with him. Uh... I that's now what I have in my my brain for what an insult is. Okay, well, well, see, see, my thing is, is the reason that it annoyed me is you already said that I couldn't pass for a high school student. You cannot, which still arguable. It's not up for debate. Well, there's two women in Jersey who would probably. They said twenty two, which would mean I could pass for high school if they thought that I looked exactly twenty two. They're probably like, oh. And then you can't have somebody say you look 22 and then you give yourself five more years on top of that. That's how good of an actor I am <laughs> that I could play four years younger than 22 as a guy who looks like he's 22. It's a lot of math that you're just not following, I think, Sean. <laughs> but clearly, I don't look like that. Clearly, I don't like, I don't know. I, I don't think I look like that. And that's what bothered me. Um, I so do you know what I did? After he said that, I walked you, up you on the stage. You enrolled in high school. Like, no, I walked right up on the stage when that kid at the open mic said that, and I slapped him right in his face, and I walked away. <laughs> and I said, keep my F-wording name <laughs> out your mouth. <laughs> Me, I will not stand up for a woman. I will stand up for myself. <laughs> don't worry about my wife. <laughs> don't keep your name. Keep my name out of your mouth. Um, wow, yeah. Are we? Are we... That's that's a that's a level of confidence that goes. That, I don't know if you would call. Let me ask you this: as far as this this Will Smith thing goes, is this a, a, a through the roof level of confidence, or is it the exact opposite, where it's a man having a mental breakdown? Ooh, man! I think it's the mental breakdown thing, and I think it's coming out of pure insecurity in his own life, and like he felt super small because of the way that his wife looked at him after a joke like you're a bitch for not sticking up for me and he's like oh i gotta go up and slap this guy in the face in a in a in a, in a world and an event that from the in like in, for the past i don't know even you could say 30 years they've made light-hearted jokes about actors at that event that have gone unremarked on un no, no action taken, nothing for so long. Half and then, the time, the actors aren't even paying attention. Uh, yes, all there. Were, you know what it was? I think you had a combination of a lot of things. I think I think he really. This is he's a guy who was literally twenty million dollar a movie guy who still might be at this point. I'm sure. Uh, one of the biggest movie stars of all time, liked almost like Tom Hanks level likable, where everybody liked this dude. This turned me on him. 
turned well, I a lot say, of people on him. I would say what started turning me on him is his social media was pretty unbearable. Be, I, I don't know. It's just really hard for me well, to he, enjoy somebody on social media that is so far removed from being a human being. Well, well that's, I think you just nailed it. it these are two guys that are at the top of the ent- of two different entertainment worlds. One, movie star, whatever it is. Chris Rock is going to go down as one of the most famous comedians of all time, one of the most inspirational comedians to a lot of comics. One of the like, like if you put him on your Mount Rushmore, it would not be argued. The level of ego involved in this interaction. Like even uh, that's why I was so taken aback by Chris Rock's reaction. Dude, that guy handled himself so well. I agree. Because if, if, you, if you notice the tape of what happened, two things happen. The minute he has his hands behind his back, the dude slaps him. I honestly think, and a lot of people do, he was walking. Well, as he's walking up there, Chris Rock thinks it's a, this is an Oscar bit because people have done things like that before. Yes. Where, oh, give him a noogie and then you get out of there, whatever he's it is. He's running right? a bit. Maybe he's a little <clears throat> drunk and wants to come up and mess with him. Yeah. Exactly. So- and Will Smith, a guy who's so beloved, nobody in a million years would have thought that dude would have walked up and actually full on assaulted somebody. I didn't necessarily. Uh, not I, I definitely wanted to talk about this on the podcast. Yeah, um, you although, got it. You although can't. it's been being talked about like crazy everywhere. everywhere. Even after the first hour it happened, Twitter, I was kind of like, okay, we're done. Every joke's been made. But the thing is... After the f- first 15 minutes, they had techno remixes of the audio. <laughs> I put one on my TikTok. That said, this event that happened fits right into our podcast so well. I mean, the two segments that we do yeah i think this that is what this the segments will be this week i mean I, just just for starters the jerk store moment yeah like do you think chris because mark norman actually tweeted something uh, along the lines of i bet chris rock's having a real jerk store moment right now i i begged i beg to differ i say he had he did say the jerk store thing i say he did what he was supposed to do I say that he looked the best out of either of those two dudes or oh, anybody of the night. 100%. He looked better than Tiffany Haddish, who was talking about how great Will Smith was for standing up for his woman. And she's a fucking stand-up. You, you, first off, you turn coat. You know how it is to be on a stage and tell jokes. And you know how Hollywood thinks about comics anyway. And she probably has faced so many struggles, n- not even just for being a woman of color, but also for uh, being a, a comic in that world and being yes. thought of a certain way. So fuck you for... for, for, for uh, siding with the guy who hit a comic, for, uh, making a really tame joke, a really tame joke. It was joke. very tame. And people th- come up with the explanation. They go, "Well, it goes back farther than that." I don't care. I, 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 I don't care. It, does, it doesn't whatever. matter. And if it really did go back farther than that, and it was that deep of an issue between Chris Rock and Will Smith, I think Chris Rock would be self-aware enough, being a comic, to know what he can and can't get away with with that guy. Well, Do you, know you, what I'm trying you to say? brought up like, a great point also. You're like, hey, everybody's so on edge about jokes and comedy these days. Not And not we're not getting into that discussion, but it's true, even especially in an event like that, that that's the type of jokes you get when you can't say the real yes. cutting jokes is G.I. Jane-style jokes. So, like, okay, I want to go through just a couple of the takes that I heard that I that I liked and didn't like. Uh, you told me to, yeah. to bring some of these up. The One of them, I saw a couple people post something making fun of how bad the joke was. So going into what you said, it's like, yeah, because it's they, the comics on there and in these things are so, one, neutered by the Academy and the 
you know, censorship that goes into that. And two, just the general world we're living in. I mean, Christ, they were trying to give Bill Burr shit because he mispronounced a name of a foreign director at, at the one award ceremony, yeah. let alone if Chris Rock gets a little more racy than a G.I. Jane joke. Uh, right, exactly. The other take, you touched on it, about the defending your woman. It's like, what? You kidding me? Well, defending. Well, you can't. No, but you can't get. This is. I was talking to a friend about this. You can't get. You can't get. Uh, if you're in Hollywood, this is going to become off political. Actually, I don't even want to get into okay, this because that's fine. But I mean, but what I'm trying to say is like, no violence should be accepted if you're touting that people shouldn't be inciting violence in other parts of of uh, the public eye or in the or in politics or whatever or no violence across the board no violence should be acceptable so you can't come out of that going good for him for standing up for his woman he could go, he could have gone up in his oscar speech and been like listen man we've been going through a lot of shit with that i know it's a joke but just quit it with that come on man we're all having a good time like you there's so many other ways to go Th- there about are. that then you never hit somebody then to walk up and throw one of the weirdest a feminine slaps I've ever seen in my life. He slapped him. He did. He, like, he slapped him was, like they should have been wearing those old uh, Revolutionary War George Washington <laughs> wigs. Like it was for a, a duel. Yeah. It's funny you say that because uh, Cypher Sounds, who is a, a friend of ours, like Cypher Sounds had a great take on it where on a podcast that he did that I watched uh, a clip of it where he said, first off, he, he said the same exact thing where it's like, it looked like a duel. Uh, yeah, almost like he was like calling him out to go yeah. <laughs> and uh, get pistols ready to you know take 12, uh, 12 steps. But not even just that, he brought up a great point where he said he thinks in the in the in the moment, Chris Rock, even after he hit him, he thinks that he thought it was still a bit. Chris Rock thought, "Oh, I stepped too far into that hit." So he was thinking like, "Oh, all right, Will Smith just slapped the shit on me." So uh, even after the hit, he was like, "That was a bit." Only, only did he realize it wasn't when he sat down and cursed at him and two like, different times. Yeah. And he's like, "This is not very Will Smith like." All right, and then he says, "This is the other thing I wanted to bring up. If you notice in the tape, Will Smith says, keep my wife's my name out of your fucking mouth, whatever it is, right?'" And he goes, "He goes, all right, I will." And that's the moment that he probably realized, "Oh, you're being for real." And then he, re- then he's going, "Wait a minute." And then if you if you watch the tape again, he goes, "Oh, he goes, I could have." Ooh, he goes, he goes, dude, it was a G.I. Jane joke. And then he goes, ooh, and he like grits his teeth a little bit and he goes, I could have, mm, ooh. And it's like what he's realizing then is, are you kidding me? The amount of shit I could have said about you and your wife to That's get, what to get I punched? was saying. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. The idea that, think of all the things he could have said, all the jokes he could have made. And, and like the thing about that, that I was... It, if it felt very bullyish, because what if it was Chappelle up there with his bulky ass, or what if it was a, a ton of other? What if it was uh, Godfrey? Godfrey. What if it was you know? What if it was The Rock? What if it was you know? What if it was anybody bigger than him? Like saying making a joke? It, it was anybody. Chris Rock, a guy, a thin little dude in his fifties, standing up there telling a joke. I do not think Will Smith would have marched up in this in. I do not think that Will Smith would have marched up onto stage if it was Dave Chappelle standing there. No, he wouldn't have. I think uh, he would have. Uh, he would have just laughed it off and then done whatever he did. But the fact, the other, 
almost equally as messed up as the actual hit was the fact that then minutes later, the dude won the award, which I get. He was already going to win it. They weren't, you know, taking an award away from him. Yeah. Is, and I and somebody brought up a great point where they were like, well, if Roman Polanski still has. Because <laughs> he's Polish. Is that why you're saying it? <laughs> Roman Polanski shouldn't have won the award because he's Polish. <laughs> That's. Well, yes, that, but also uh, that he like full on molested that girl, that girl back in the 70s. Yeah, oh, and, I know. And he fled the country. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so they're like, if he still has one and a lot of people that still have Oscars, Will Smith should keep his Oscar. I'm not saying that. But after he hit him, Bradley Cooper and, and Denzel Washington were hugging the dude. Now, you can make the excuse they were doing it because they were like, something's up with this guy. Yeah. And that's why we're doing it. But you don't, then you figure it out. You, you don't, you don't do How did nobody for the rest of the night go up there and go, hey, yeah, you might have some stuff going on, but that was messed up, man. You don't hit, you don't hit somebody. That's what nobody I'm saying. Nobody took a stand the rest of the night. But, but that's, that's that world where none of those people are real people. They're all 100% concerned with, you know, their own self-image, their next $10 million. It's such bullshit. And the thing that bothered me is he goes up there and almost plays the victim, crying yeah. his eyes out. Well, that's why he's an alien. That's why you're not a real person at that point. It's like he's always acting. Yes. Like that, like that take, your, take my wife's name out your fucking mouth felt very performative. Uh, the slap felt like a slap that you would see in West Side Story. Yeah. It was all very performative. I think that's just who he is at this point. I think it's so far gone. I think that it's like he's just become like there's no. I think he doesn't even recognize there's no real part of him. And don't get me wrong. I guarantee you. I think there's probably real people like that are self-aware in Hollywood and in, com but it happens in comedy as well. Like the level of ego that creeps into your your DNA. When you get to a level of fame, when you have no, you have you have the amount of yes men you have around you and accolades and and a, and applause breaks and standing ovations and you can do no wrong. You can have a movie bomb. This guy had how many movies in a row bomb and he's still a movie star. He can still come back. He can. St he still has hundreds of millions of dollars. He's still beloved. He just did a whole. I was. I think I told you about this. He did a whole show where it was like I think half document. I haven't watched it with friends of ours. Half documentary style, half stand up, where like the stand ups do a set and then he talks to them afterwards or yeah. something. Who's gonna who's who's coming for that season two? Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I Every, everybody's like, nah, I got a joke uh, about the movie Strip Tease. <laughs> uh, just all different jokes they made about Demi Moore movies. Yeah. <laughs> it's like his, maybe that's his real trigger. And also, how offended are you if you're somebody who has like full fledged alopecia where you have no eyebrows, no hair, and you're walking around with your ball cap on, and and then you look at Jada Pinkett Smith and like. You look okay. Like you look. Like She's still a babe, <laughs> dude. You're like you look. You have an amazing shaped head. You look gorgeous. You're you know, and you you have a couple of bald spots. And your husband's punching somebody on live, uh, in front of a billion Not people. Not punching, slapping, like slapping, stage slapping. Which is so, it was that was so Pirates of Penzance slapping. Strange. <laughs> also, theater <laughs> slapping somebody. I love that he tried to then use the event that just happened. 
and his character that he played as this parallel. Like, they're both people that stick up for their family and fight for their family at all costs. It's like, is that what all the actors are supposed to do? Like, when Denzel won for Training Day, was he supposed to be running around the Oscars like Alonzo? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That actually been way more entertaining if Denzel... If he sla- if he slaps somebody after training day and he goes, Chris Rock ain't got nothing on me, ain't got shit on me. It would have at least been funny. Chris Rock ain't got shit on me. It would have it would have been way more badass. But here's the thing about Denzel. That's why Denzel being one of the people that hugged Will Smith after the fact is so concerning because it's like, dude, you seem like way more. You you're a famous dude and you're a legend. But you seem like you really shouldn't be condoning he seems anybody. A little, he seems a little more anybody. grounded. So does Bradley That's Cooper. What I mean. Him and Bradley Cooper. Yeah, Bradley both Cooper seem does like, too. Both seem like grounded dudes. So put yourself the the last thing because obviously jerk of the week is Will Smith. He's a jerk of the week is Will Smith. Fucking maniac. I don't see any scenario. Where you say that's why it's so troubling. And granted, yes, it's the internet, and everybody has their own opinions, as we discussed last week. Opinions are out there, but um, the thing about it is, I, there's no scenario where Chris Rock is is the asshole in that situation. Not at all. I'm sorry. It, based off the history of the show, based off things like Ricky Gervais's whole monologue from other award shows, considering. Chris Rock, especially as a comedian and, and, and the legendary jokes this guy's put out of his mouth, and the fact that he did the, the one thing that gets him punched is a G.I. Jane joke yes. or slapped is a G.I. Jane joke. That's just that is out of control. If that was his punishment for that joke, Ricky Gervais should have had a couple knives in his stomach. That's what <laughs> I was thinking. And, and yeah, exactly. You know, it, it's. There's not that much, you know, it's award shows or award shows, you know? What? It's really hard to put yourself in that situation. But what do you think you would have done in our realm if you're on stage at a show and somebody walks up on stage and throws a slap at you? Well, I I don't, I have a story um, where I almost got, like beat up on stage a long time ago. This is like 2008. It was the end of the Iraq War, and this guy. I'll answer your question in a second. I just yeah. want to tell this story really quick. This dude uh, was at my show. It was at a basement of a bar. I think it was like a benefit show, and I was doing my set, and he full on was screaming "United States Marine Corps" my entire set. United States Marine Corps. United States Marine Corps. United States Marine Corps. Right. And I, <laughs> are you, are you purposely pulling up your your flag socks? I'm just making sure that on the video, they know who supports the troops and who doesn't support the troops. <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> what? As I'm, you know where this story is going. So you. <laughs> what was perfect timing? The fact that I always have. The American flag on me because I know where I'm from and I know what I support. <laughs> that's that's funny, Sean. You should really get your priorities <laughs> straight. <laughs> I am a I'm a very pro America, Ray, and you know that. I love I love my country, Ray. Okay, but here's the thing: there's a place for uh, things, and there's a uh, there's also a place and a time for everything. So, <laughs> God bless our troops, and I hope they all come home safe and sound. <laughs> they aren't. 
Where are they? Huh? They're never. They're like overseas. <laughs> For conflicts. You know, I'm not going to explain war to you, Sean, because I don't think you can handle it. You're so busy <laughs> tweeting about Will Smith's and Chris Rock's. To understand what's really going on and who's fighting for you and who, you know what, and, and these people that are fighting and putting their lives on the line so that you can do a podcast. Here's the thing, man. So you want to hear the story or you don't? No, go for it. I don't want to offend your fragility, your, your patriotic <laughs> fragility with me telling you the story. If it ends not how you would want it to end. No, no, go ahead. Okay. Go for it. <laughs> so the guy's yelling out, United States Marine Corps at the show. Who right? What? <laughs> Hoorah. <laughs> and he won't. And he won't. <laughs> I got to stop. I don't know. It's going to be 40 minutes of me laughing. So he won't stop. So I get to the point where I'm like pissed, but I'm also like still doing the show. So at one point I go, were you in the Marine Corps, sir? Is that why you're yelling that? And he goes, yeah. And he rattles off his, you know, his group and his you know, battalion, whatever it is. And I said, and he goes, ah, and he just keeps yelling. And I go, were you in Iraq? And he goes, yeah, he yells out some more information. And I said, were you this drunk over there? Is that why we're losing? That's the <laughs> <laughs> So half the crowd was like, yeah, then laughed. And half the crowd was like, boo. And then this guy turned bright red and full on, like charged me like bald bull. And Mike Tyson's punch out, and I ran up. They had like a back stairs thing, and I ran out of the ran out of the bar, and I had to get out of there. Now I didn't get slapped, but it's my closest thing I have to getting like hurt on stage. Um, and now at the stage I am at now, if somebody came at me now, there's no going back. Like I've heard stories of comics getting hit, or getting pushed, or getting attacked on stage, and they're like, "Okay, you can go ahead." Like the owner of the club is like, "You go ahead." Yeah, I'd be. I, that's it. The show's over. I'm not going back, and I'm like, and then that guy messed it up, and everybody get mad at that guy. I don't, I don't mess around anymore. Like now, first of all, I would go right back at him and, and try to defend myself, but I, I would probably get my ass kicked, but I would do that. But like, I'm not gonna go back to a show like it's normal after somebody like hits me. Fuck off. You, if you, 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 if you have a club where you can't stop somebody from rushing the stage, yeah, then yeah, you know, then I'll just go home. It's not a big deal. Yeah, you're 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 not good. You're not comics. We have no dignity. We have no. Di we'll just go right back to it because we're being told to go back on stage. We shouldn't. <laughs> you're not just gonna get rushed by somebody and then right after be like, so I live in Queens now. Uh, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> I, I used to live in Brooklyn. And <laughs> yeah, that's not happening. Why? What would you do? Um. Oh, I mean, me. I'm. If some if somebody even comes up on stage, like. And I can sense their aggression. I'm gonna warn them. I'm gonna say like, if, like, like immediately. I'm like, hey, I'm gonna fucking punch you. Uh, if, if, if I had that long of a walk up, I'm gonna warn them that it's gonna that I'm not a comedian anymore. I'm a guy <laughs> just trying to not get my ass kicked. I'm in just front a man of trying to protect his family. <laughs> <laughs> You're a punisher. Um, no, yeah. If I had time, I would say get back, guy, get him, guys, get him. Yeah, like that. Yeah, totally. But. How many places do you know that you performed at where the guy would make it on stage? A good, good portion. A, of a half, more yeah, than half. Exactly. The, this is, 
I've the closest I've ever came. The guy didn't charge the stage, but I heard him making plans to charge the stage, and I was in autopilot doing my jokes that I've done like the most to the crowd and listening to him and trying to sense if he was going to get up and come at me. And what was he saying? Do you remember what the words he, were? He's telling the woman, he's like, I'm going to fucking like knock it. Like he was saying real, a lot of F words and, and curse words, but then real generic old school movie bully stuff, like knock his block off. I'm going to jack him up. Because you were I'm doing crowd work with him earlier? Uh, to, to, to set the, the story up is it was a competition that I did in Youngstown, Ohio years ago. Oh, I, I awful won, place. I won the competition, by the way. But I uh, 500 big ones. Nice. I don't like to brag. I could use I that now. I would pay 500 not to have to go to Youngstown. Yeah, well, it was an hour from Pittsburgh. Yeah. What, do you get? what do you want? What do you want from me? <laughs> you know, got one dog looking this way, another dog looking this way. But there's... About seven comics that went before me. Most of the comics in this competition were very new, a lot newer than I was at the time. So I probably shouldn't have been in the competition. I was kind of a ringer, if you will. And I go up there after seeing this older guy who's sitting up front with this lady messing with every single comedian that went up there, like ruining their sets. Nobody did anything about it. I even, you know, I said something to like the one... uh, server i was like hey does anybody can say something, anything to them they're like nah nah they, they want to be here they and it was it was kind of, i think it was free to be in this of show course. portion so i go up just ready you know just ready for him to say i was right when he says something i'm pouncing on him and i abused this dude like it was really funny for like the first like two minutes that i did it and then like i could sense in like the next 30 seconds that i was getting too mean to him and I kind of like pulled up, pulled the brakes. Did the audience sense it? Sometimes they sense they it and they pull yeah. back. Yeah. So that's why I, I did. Cause you went up with like, we have a history. Like because you're watching him. I've done that. I, t- I took it personal because it yeah. did piss me off. Good for you. And I went in on him, dude. He he said something about um, me because I was wearing like a pink shirt. He said, I can't believe somebody let you out of the house with like that. I said, I can't believe. Or he said, I can't believe or something about let me out of the house with that shirt. And I was like, I can't believe your wife let you fuck her with those teeth. Look at that, dude. <laughs> and uh, it just started making just fun of Just trying to be guy. as mean as possible. Oh, dude. That, yeah. And I was, I was destroying him. And then I, was, I felt the audience like, okay. That's enough. You did it. Yeah. But he still wouldn't stop. And I, so I'm in autopilot. hear him say that. And then after, I went up to apologize to him. Really? Well, I, I go, not apologize to him, but to kind of. Make amends because I, I just didn't like I didn't like having that I felt mean yeah and I've I've had that happen to me before where I overcorrect so I I felt like I went over there I said hey man no hard feelings I just didn't and he's like because I was gonna tell him that that was rude what he was doing and he goes why don't you just walk away or it's gonna be a problem and I was like fuck this <laughs> and I think he might have kicked my ass I don't know what he was like an but he was old. He was like an older so truck what? driver, and he was kind of jacked. So what? But I was like, I was like, you know what? Fuck you! And they had to get in between us, the staff. Good. And and that was kind of the end. No, of that's it. what he deserves. He doesn't deserve a, a, any. And I get your mindset because I used to do the same stuff. Yeah. It's like, hey, I was just messing around. I did this, and the or well, you had the idea to tell him like you don't do that. I had, I had a. Uh, it wasn't even a jerk store moment. It kind of was. It was like a personal jerk store moment. You know, Chris Rock, he had his jerk store moment. I had one. 
where I where I did I followed through. I actually I I jerk stored it. <laughs> <laughs> I did a show in Brooklyn the other night at uh um Old Man Hustle, which is a good place. And this girl comes out after and she it wasn't even it was a very light jerk store moment, but I go, I'm so sick of audience members. I, I'm trying to be more direct, not rude, direct. Because I was very polite to her. I was like, thank you so much for coming it, multiple times during this conversation. Yeah. But she kept being like, oh, yeah, you guys, you guys, you handled it well. But that audience, I go, I go, we handled it really well. We handled it. What do you mean handled it well? The show went well. And she goes, but there's a lot of talkers. I go, there's a lot of talkers and we still did our job. And then she goes, yeah, I, I should do this. I just don't know if I'd be fun at And I go, you probably wouldn't be. I just go, you pro and she kind of was taken aback. I go, you you wouldn't be. Like, that's not how this works. You don't just go up and you're funny nine times out of ten, or 9.99999 times out of ten doesn't happen. So it's like, and then she kept doing the thing. Well, hear me out. Hear me out. I, I'm a teacher. I go, not the same thing. And I go, I go, yeah, you're in front of your, your class, but not the same thing. No, no, no. Well, I'm funny. I, I make jokes with them, and, I'm, and I go, not the same thing. Not the same thing. I go, you, I go, and she goes, I should do this though. I go, then do it. I go, why haven't you done it? Why haven't you done it? And she kept getting like thrown off, but I'm like, well, what do you want me to say? Like, yeah, you'd be better at me. You're funnier than me. Not happening. I'm not gonna, I, the, the, there's a power dynamic in these after show interactions that I don't care if I come off petty with it because I'm like, you're not gonna, you're not gonna take this from me. Like, they talk about the nooks and crannies, getting down to the nitty gritty of it. Like, that's what people are trying to do. I'll be nice to you. I said to her, I said, thank you so much for coming. You should definitely try it. You should try it, though. You should try it. I always tell people, try it once. See if you like it. Yeah. But if you're going to tell me what I do is like the same thing as you do, I'm not going to say, fuck you. I didn't say fuck you. I just said, no, it's not. It's very different. Well, it is a thing. The that same way that you, I wouldn't be a teacher. That's what I'm saying. It's a thing that you take offense to because they're treating what you put a lot of effort and time into and what you really care about yep. and love as if it is not the same as what they do in their life. Like they're going there and being completely dismissive of it. And I was I was having a conversation with our buddy Colin the other day because there's been multiple times in the past like I, I would say like three out of the last like six shows he and I did together where somebody from the venue that we were at or somebody from the organization that we were performing for or something like that introduced the show. They go up there and they introduce the show. And it they're kind of like deer in the headlights when they're yeah. trying to introduce a show. Yeah. And it just shows you right there. It's not as easy what we do, right. what people think they do. So, of course, you're going to take offense to somebody seeing what you do and then immediately after like... <laughs> I could fucking do that. Yeah. Because I think what ends up happening is a lot of comics, because of how insecure we are, you know, you don't, for years I didn't think it was hard work, but what you don't realize is it's incrementally hard work. So you're climbing up that hill one inch at a time by every five minute set, every 10 minute set, every 20 minute set that you do. So you don't realize, oh, hey, I, I'm worth a damn until I didn't even, I didn't think much of it until. Somebody had to point it out. Oh, you've worked really. Uh, so I did something. What something uh, TV related or something? They go, well, you've worked really hard. So good for you for getting this. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what do you mean? It's not yeah. a real job. Like I in my head. And then it took me. I was like probably I don't know how many years in eight nine years in when, until I went like, no, I actually see what you mean. Like it's 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 difficult. Not hard work. It's not hard work. It's not 
treacherous. It's not. Uh, 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 it's not digging ditches. But what it is is mentally like dealing with all the different things combined with it. Uh, little tiny, tiny victories that happen and, le- and learning as you go so slowly. It's not just you go to school, you do the thing. It's it's you are you're learning every you're learning the whole time you're doing it. And there is a work. There's there's a lot of hard work that's put into it, but it, it's lost on us because we don't think we're shit. We are ha- we're having fun with it. It's it, it is fun. It's a fun thing to do most of the time, you know. So yeah. So yeah, the, it is a hard work thing. So I'm I'm at the point now where hey, I'm not gonna be rude to you. I don't want to be rude to anybody unless you're rude back, or you're trying to be shitty to me. But it. I will speak my mind, and I'll be direct. Do you think her perception is that you were an asshole? Um, no, because I really, I really tried to temper it. I, I think, I don't think she thought of it twice. She might have you know, had a couple of drinks in her. I don't think she thought of it after she left. I think she was what people mostly think of themselves. Comics, everybody. So I think what she was, as long as she got out to me that she thinks she should do comedy, I think that's all she cared about. Like, as long as the comic found out that, hey, I'm funny at my teacher job and I should do this as well, even though you were literally being told, no, you wouldn't be funny, but you should try it. Maybe you would be, but you don't know until you do it. Like, she was being corrected, and I still think she walked away from there being, she might have been maybe like, oh, that was weird. Who knows? But I think as long as she, like, she's the center of attention. Because she told us a story about how... She t- she goes. I wasn't heckling, but I talked to a comic once. And after she left, the other comic I was with goes. She was heckling. And <laughs> she was you know. There's another show because she brought up an instance from another show to the. Co- she wants attrition. She wants forgiveness for her being an asshole at a show probably from two years prior. You know. She knew she was wrong for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't heckling. Yeah, and, and you know, there's 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 you know, I wasn't being. There's been times in my life I've. I've actually been an asshole where after shows and then the other thing that you wanted me to talk about because past couple episodes I keep forgetting is when I was asked an asshole in the taxi. That's oh, it. I love this story. This is a great story. <laughs> so I'll tell it really quickly. Uh, is, 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 would you consider this a jerkstore jerk moment? moment? No, no. A jerkstore moment I think should have more grace than what this was. Okay. This was just kind of a it was an means to an end. It was, a, it was an attempt Instead of me just going, <laughs> oh, I guess, yeah, if I just would have walked out of the taxi and been like, okay, and paid for the tax, whatever it was. So this is years ago. This is before Uber and Lyft. This is probably 20 years ago. I'm in Manhattan. I'm downtown. A yellow taxi pulls up. I say I'm going back to Brooklyn. I was living like near uh, uh, Park Slope at the time, right? And I go, I'm going back to Brooklyn. And I'm, I think I'm on the east side of Manhattan, probably at, maybe even at a show, but I, don't, I think it was... Before comedy, maybe. Anyway, I go, you going to Brooklyn? And a lot of people don't know this. And if you listen to the podcast, you might not know. But if you're from New York, back in the day, taxis would not want to drive to Brooklyn. Like, that 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 stereotype is true. Because they were nervous about getting carjacked. They didn't want to go into bad neighborhoods. And Brooklyn, over the years, has gotten... A lot of areas have gotten way more safer. But a place like Park Slope has been fine for a while. So this was like the time when... Cabbie still still didn't want to go to Brooklyn. So if you found you had to ask. That's why I knew to ask. So I would say, "Will you go to Brooklyn?" And the guy goes, "Yes, no problem." And I get in the car, and he drives. Everything's going normal. He drives me to the Manhattan side of the Manhattan Bridge, right? 
And then he goes, okay, that's it. That's it. We're done. I'm going home. And I go, what do you mean? What happened? And he goes, no, no, no. It's too late. I'm going home. I'm going home. And I go, you told me you would drive to Brooklyn. He goes, no, no. I go home. I go home. I go home. And I went, I go, you can't do this. Because I think they still had the rule where you had to take somebody where they were going, I think. And I go, you can't do this. I, I go, I, dude, I got into the taxi. What am I supposed to do? Because it was really hard. It was like late, I think, whatever it was. And, I, and he, goes, he goes, no, no, no. I go, I'll call the cops. He goes, go ahead, call the cops. Go ahead. So I, I did. I called the uh, Did I call the cops? Maybe I was about to. I think I even dialed 9-1. And I was like, it's the cops. They're not going to come. They're not yeah. going to show up for this. This is not. that was back when the cops wouldn't go to Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, they're not showing up for this. So I said, I'm, I'm very heated. I'm like, well, fuck you. And I'm getting into it with him and all this. And he's like, fuck you. And I go, all right, fine. And I had a, a quick, quick goat thinking. I had a great idea. I, uh, I just, you know what that's from? You know, the, no, it's from an Adam Sandler thing. Anyway, so I go, all right, fine. And I get out of the taxi. I, I leave my door open. I get out from. I go to the other side of the, the, back, the back of the car. <laughs> I open that door. I open the passenger side. <laughs> I open the driver's side. And we're at a stopped red light on right where that, what is that, Delancey, right where, uh, or about where, where, the, where the Manhattan Bridge is. Yeah. And there's traffic barreling down from the next light coming. <laughs> All four do- doors are open. He's freaking going, close the doors, close the doors, pay for the taxi, pay for the... He's freaking out. And I go, no. He goes, I'll call the cops. I go, go ahead, call the cops. And I, and I just walked away like Denzel Washington and man on fire. Like I just blew up the taxi. Dude, that One of the crowning achievements a, of my life. That is such a great story. <laughs> that guy really got what he deserved. Well, here's the thing, man. I'm all for, I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm not one to bully taxi drivers. No. But it's like one of those things where it's like, because what I was going to do, one thing I forgot to mention is I was like, fine, all right, I want to leave. And I had to walk out. And he goes, you have to pay. And I go, I'm not paying. You, yeah. you weren't going to take me where I want to go. I'm not paying. And, he, and then he was like, I'll call the cops. I go, go ahead. And then that's when I did the door thing. But if you're an asshole is an asshole. It doesn't matter what stage, what's going on. Like, I was perfectly nice up until that point. Yeah. So. That's what you get. You get the wrath of Donnelly. That's, that's Raw Donnelly right there. Raw Donnelly right there. Raw Donnelly. But in all fairness, haven't done it. It's a great trick because it works. Because you really, you have no leverage with taxi drivers in that situation. Now, taxi drivers are way nicer, aren't they? Because you have Uber and you have Lyft and you can kind of run the competition against each other. But back in the day, you had zero leverage with taxi drivers. Where, like, if they wanted you out of the cab but they didn't want to keep going... What was I supposed to do other than that? And it worked. I actually got to him. So that's where the victory was. That was very uh, a creative way to go. Yeah, I'm surprised I thought of it. Yeah. I uh, Yeah, it was good. But I haven't done it since. There's, it was a very extreme moment where I had to do something. Because I was like, this is ridiculous. Maybe in the future, somebody like Will Smith can use a little bit of that Raw Donnelly creativity. <laughs> To maybe not act violently, yeah. In maybe. the future, yeah. Just I, maybe you just do it's. It, it, what do they call it? When um, what what Gandhi used to do, which was um, not what was they what did they call it when it was it was uh, have sex with multiple women <laughs> out of wedlock. I think is I that think what he, you know I Gandhi think he cheated for? on his wife a bunch. Was he married? I I don't know. I like making up terrible things about. I think you might have been. People. You might be right about Gandhi, but I knew him more for his peace movement. Oh, you knew him. I didn't know him. Okay. I, no, I didn't, know of him. Not, I know of him. But I also, like, what was Mahat. his? Mahat. 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 Yeah, Mahat. 
Mo. I just called him Mo. Mo Gandhi. <laughs> but no, uh, not passive resistance. It was, I can't think of the, there's a phrase for it. And if you guys know what it is and you're a fan of the podcast, tweet send it. Send me us. an email. Yeah, send us an email. But the, um, yeah, I think that's way better play, way to go is to, like, it, wouldn't it have been better to, like, for Will Smith to get, spend part of his speech to be like, Chris, you got to come up with some better jokes, man. Like, like that actually is more cutting for a comedian. That would be funny. That would have been funny. Be like, be like G.I. Jane 2? It's like a 25-year-old movie, bro. Like, like that would have been a yeah. way better angle, and it would have been way more cutting, and it would have been talked about in the news instead of actually assaulting That would have actually been amazing. Going after a comic's writing is yeah. way more... Co- you can punch a comic in the face, they'll get back up, and they'll be like, ah, that meant it was funny. That meant it got to him. That was funny, whatever. Yeah, do you think that there was any part of Chris Rock that thought he could kick Will Smith's ass? No. Like, do you think anything was proven by Will Smith doing that? No, and he also, uh, there was no part of him that thought that Will Smith would ever slap him in the face like that, like that hard. I, I, like, that's why I agree with that, that Cypher Sounds assessment earlier. I think he's right. I don't think he knew it was... a. It wasn't a bit until he was cursing at him in the chair. That that's not a playful thing anymore. Not to dw- not to dwell on that story yeah. uh, much more than we have already done it. I did want to ask because this was something that was popping up a lot, and it's kind of died down now. But do you think that there is any possibility that this was a work? There's people, you know, now that you have TikTok and you have the internet, there's people that are, right away, people were like, it's fake. It's a work. Which, right away, they were like, it's it's a work. And then as all you, when, as it aired out, what you saw was, no, no way. I tweeted, I go, there's no, it's got to be 100% real because Chris Rock isn't that good of an actor. And that's true. That's a a shitty actor. So, uh, the fact of the matter is that, uh, no. Somebody saw down to earth. Is there, is there, do I, like, on a percentage wise... (laughs) <laughs> yes, exactly On a percentage-wise You know what? On a percentage-wise What's the chance that there was a work? Yes Only because there has to be A percent One percent One like, percent I'll give it one percent I don't want to do point zero 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 Whatever it is Why, what do you think? There's, I, there's no I don't, there's no way I, d- I don't, I don't think it was a work By any means But I did hear uh, Or see a TikTok with uh, some guy going, you know, we all worry about this, and you know, everybody's talking about Will Smith and Chris Rock in the news, but nobody's. But but what I did is, is I took a break from it and I started reading, and I saw that Joe Biden just uh, put a hundred and seventeen billion or trillion dollars in the. When it when it gets over a million, I don't even under fathom the difference between any money like that. By the way, um, actually, when it gets over like ten grand, I'm like, well, it's all the same. Uh, <laughs> but he's like, just put that in this defense budget to do this, and that's attacking. Yeah, you, that's and the problem. I'm like, that's... whoa! I was like, it, you know, is it really you know a smokescreen? Is that why it's doing that, or are all these news organizations just realizing, you know, that? Oh, the Fresh Prince just slapped the guy from Grown Up. <laughs> That's way more interesting. Yeah, P- P- Pookie just got slapped from by Hancock. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would say it's the latter on that one. It is. Um, I agree. Yeah, no, that was for. Uh, there's a couple different reasons because it was an actual hit. They wouldn't have actually. I don't. Has there ever been a bit on the Oscars or any 
award show or anything in the public eye that was like they actually got hit hit where it was like one of my favorite things ever is that Sasha Baron Cohen I think it was like a bath that was really funny God it's so funny where he pretends he goes on stage and presents an award to the oldest lady who who's still alive that worked with Charlie Chaplin and he's like goofing and around and pushes her off the pushes stage. her off the stage in her Hilarious. wheelchair and gives and then follows it's it just joke after joke he just follows it up with a like, hilarious speech warning his, her family not to sue him and stuff he's famous it's perfect he that's it. a work obviously that's sure. a work right and that's the point of it like the, the point of a work is like you you're gonna go down some QAnon rabbit not even QAnon just some conspiracy rabbit hole to think that these guys are in cahoots with Biden mm. <laughs> well I, I don't know it's if it so was that I, I think it was just more a comment on how you know what the media focuses on is diverting our attention from what we should really be paying attention to. Oh, Which oh, I, I see. I he was think, like, I was I looking at think, real news stories. I don't stories. think that's necessarily invalid. No, because I think it's one of those things where it's like you you become a news story. The Pete, Pete Davidson going to dinner with Kim Kardashian is not a news story. You can say that's the problem with it. But but if you have one of the most famous people in the world uh, uh, slapping. Another guy who's one of the most famous people in the world on a stage in front of a, a world event that probably a billion, over a billion people are watching at, at any given time. Uh, yeah, I'd say that's news. Yeah, I, that still constitutes news, man. That's not a that's not tabloid fodder. That's not anything. no, it's still news, and it happened. It definitely happened. I also know it happened because the adrenaline in that dude's system must have been going so much. That's why he was crying. That's why he was crying. And I lo- I loved it. I loved the whole thing. I'm s- like, I know it's, I didn't. It's I, annoying that it happened, but it it's one of those things when you just see everybody rush to Twitter and just to post all their you know their jokes. And I, I don't know. I I just kind of. I know it's a thing that sucks, and it's annoying that comedians still get treated like that. I hate that, or that you know people were defending him for sticking up for his woman. I hate that take as well. But I do just love that I wasn't even watching it. I was watching uh, Surviving Death, the first episode. It's actually pretty fucking boring. But why? Because I told you to. Yeah, it was, bo- it was boring until it was there. not the first episode of Surviving Death. Yeah, we'll get we we'll get to that in a second, but it, it it it's a little boring. Um, but the Will Smith thing is, I go there and I just see everybody just joke, joke, goofing, and it's like all these people are sharing this weird thing that we just witnessed. And it was, I mean, eventually it turned political, and some people had their takes. But I like when a lot of it is still a little bit. Lighthearted, and you could see like, oh, everybody's just trying yeah, to find from like a the joke. comedy standpoint. Everybody's just trying to be silly. Yeah. Oh, what I meant where I don't like it, meaning that I don't like watching the video. It's really unsettling. Oh, it's cringe. Because you know, that's how I know it's for real. You can feel it in your gut that it's real. I think you can I sniff out uh, like bullshit. I, Naturally I, sniff out bullshit. Yeah. yeah. And I and I I that night was a real hit. It was a real reaction. Even afterwards, that's how you know it's real. Chris Rock is like, we're gonna give away a documentary. Like he like, he doesn't know what to set. Like he's. Yeah. It, not only does he go, mm, I could have really, mm, you see his face like whatever, but not just that, you see him go, he mixes up his words. That's that's a real thing. Yeah. Um, but the yeah, the video of the hit and then him yelling at him, I don't know, it, it's that thing of like not liking confrontation, like watching an actual confrontation is really unsettling. That's true. Especially in that realm. Like it's so weird to watch. 
Yeah, you could tell how. Yeah, both of their reactions were so extreme and uh, genuine. Um, yeah, but more importantly, I'm sorry. Um, you didn't like the first episode of Surviving Death? It was fine. It didn't it's really about near-death experience. You might have a near-death experience. NDEs. Uh, What'd you it, say? NDEs. Yeah, NDEs. That's what we call them. Uh, I'm sorry, who's we? The general community. They, it didn't really start interesting me until, until the last like 20 minutes of the episode. It was like, it was about the last half really hooked me. Did the it beginning. make you, did, you didn't think it was, you thought it was all not true? It was all made up? Or what did you, what do you think? It's about near that near that experiences. They have a physician who who talk who describes in detail. She's going whitewater rafting and she describes what happened to her. And the great thing about that series is that they don't come off to me like crackpots at all. These people they come off like regular people who really had these. Now, could it have been like a, another thing that you go into when you are about to die? That's like a dreamlike state and whatever. Yeah, maybe. But there's a couple of things that happen uh. in the episode. That make you think there's something to it. I'm not discrediting it. I just thought it was the thing a little... with the operation with the girl, the woman. That's described. when it started getting interesting. I'm just saying it was. I'm not saying that I don't believe them. Which some of it, I, I, some that I don't believe them. I think that they're experiencing something different than they think they're experiencing. But I was just bored a little bit. Oh, I was not. I'll tell you this much. You know when it gets silly. There's a medium. One of the mediums episode is like there's a part in it where I want you to watch it because I don't want to ruin it for you. That you're gonna laugh out loud. It's like very. But I think that series, Surviving Death on Netflix, made made me be- or or got me to believe in reincarnation. The reincarnation one. I've always believed is, in that. You have for real? Yeah. Wait, you're not lying. Not lying. I believe in it. Yeah. I, I I'm think I'm there. I think it's I think that it's science based. I think it's something about our physics we don't know that happens. Uh, like it's our science based. I don't think that it's mystical from a mystical land. I think that there's something going on co- consciousness-wise or something that leads to it. But I want you to watch the whole thing, and then we'll talk about I'm it. I'm not really a big God guy, but there are certain instances, and this is going to sound it like... It depends I'm on what you're describing God as, because it actually got me a little bit more spiritual. Not just that show, but other things of, of late have gotten me that way. This is going to sound like a joke, and I'm not trying to make a joke, but there are instances when I'm like, Yo, maybe something in the universe was looking out for me. I went to Madison Square Garden last night to the Knicks game, and their seats are not made for men like me. Larger gentlemen? Super muscular. Heavy just set? Big dudes. Muscular set? Heavy set. Heavy set? Dude, I was, I was actually... Big boned? I was actually in the... Th- I would be considered thin at Madison Square Garden last night. <laughs> there were some fat bastards, which, again, I don't know how they dealt with the chairs, because I was just... Just right. I was, you know, I was <laughs> you baby were, bear. You were Goldilocks, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Isn't that what it is? Or the yeah. Was a baby bear was just right. Yeah, just right. Yeah. She was the size of a baby bear, probably. <laughs> Goldilocks was thick, <laughs> but <laughs> Goldilocks was thick, boy. Um, Goldilocks, get that fat ass back in here. Um, but I'm sitting. In that scenario, are you having sex with Goldilocks? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Uh, but I am sitting in these seats and I'm just, uh, they're not comfortable. It's not very comfortable for me. Yeah. It's also like, it's from like the, it was built in what the sixties and shitty and yeah. When men were much smaller. 
yeah. in the 60s. It's true. And there's a dude sitting next to me, and I'm like, shit, it's packed. And he's like, I'm noticing, though, second quarter, he's like falling asleep. He's there by himself, which was just strange in general, just to be at a game by yourself falling asleep. He never comes back for the second half. The amount of layer in my head, perfect. I was so comfortable, and I was like, maybe. You think that's God? Maybe it was God. You think God has time to give you more legroom in a Knicks game? With all the stuff that's going on. with You yeah. realize Ukraine, they're kind of going through some shit right now. And you think that God was like, hold on one second, Ukraine. Uh, no. Like if God, if God has a schedule of good deeds he has to do, right? or, or, or positive energy he has to put out there, or, or helping people out. You think you were on the whiteboard? You were on God's first of all, I to-do think list? I, first of all, I think that's rude that you're insinuating that I wouldn't be on God's to-do list. But no, that's not what I'm thinking. I think he was reaching out to a non-believer. I think he does that to me every once in a while, whether it be when I'm playing blackjack. And sometimes he's like, ah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hook you up. I'm going to let you win some money and make some real improbable things happen for you at the blackjack table. I think he does it to me in the same sense with the legroom thing. It's happened to me on planes. That's why the MSG thing made me think about it. And then sometimes what he'll do is... I'll see somebody, and I'll be like, yo, that dude looks like Donnelly. It's not Donnelly. But then 20 minutes later, guess who I bump into? Donnelly? Donnelly. I think, yeah. I, I think, that's, I think that's God or the universe or whatever. <laughs> it's manifest trying destiny? trying to make me think that they're there with those little ways. <laughs> and sure, I'm sure he's doing stuff for the Ukraine and for other people. I'm sure God is. Chris Rock? He exists. And he's making sure Chris Rock had ice in his freezer to yeah. ice that jaw. Ice that ice that jaw, boy. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's instances like those. Right. And I what or I'm anytime you anybody is, has sex with me. There is <laughs> I, th- I think I think God's like, huh? Huh? Something feels that good? You don't think just, I exist, big dog? God from the clouds like, you got it, Razor Wadney. <laughs> it's all God, you kid. You think God's a finger gun guy? I think he's a finger gun guy. Lord? The Lord, the Lord, the Lord of Finger G, Big G. I think we have to do the jerk dash off. Oh yes, and then we have to get out of here. The jerk off. Uh, I posted this. Uh, Sean wanted to steer away a little bit from movie characters, which I think was a great idea. Um, and we posted it, and this was right down the line. Hmm. Fifty fifty. It was. It was. It was fifty. It kept teetering. Forty nine fifty. Forty nine fifty. And I didn't screenshot it to make sure, but it was so close every time. And it was Eric Clapton and James Woods. Right. And uh, and you and I think the connecting thread is that they're both kind of turned into these right wing type dudes. Very uh, very, very far right wing type. I've heard. I, there's a lot of things I heard about Eric Clapton. My vote was for Eric Clapton. Mine was too. Because there was all sorts of things of like him getting his, uh, getting what's his name's wife to leave her, right? Wasn't it that? Well, he wrote Layla about George Harrison's wife. Right. And then he would like, wouldn't he kind of like gaslight her and go and, and uh, for, I don't well, even. Gaslighting didn't exist back then. That just came oh, around. Oh, I think it the... did. I think they just had the word for it. Oh. But, uh, I, but I think he would like full on like, me- all right, mentally abuse her into convincing her to like, like, he's not a great. Like you don't know that much of it. Oh, the only thing for fifty years, everything, anything anybody said about Eric Clapton was one of the best guitarists. 
such a great guitarist. People just ignored all this other shit that he was like trying to steal this dude's wife. And even if it wasn't the end of their marriage, whatever it was, like you anybody I asked, like, well, hey, what's up with Eric Clapton? Guy's amazing at guitar. Guy is a legendary guitarist. Even though all this stuff's going on, you know? Yeah. Michael Jackson, hell of a dancer. Great dancer. Had the moves. Can dance backwards. Uh, but when it comes to James Woods, I think the only thing he did is that he turned into like this. You know, whatever, whatever way you lean, he turned in, he went very, very Republican. But he's always come off. I think people, if anybody who voted for James, uh, James Woods is thinking of Lester Diamond from Casino when they're, <laughs> when they're voting. And he wasn't a jerk. He was just a guy trying to make a dollar. Well, he wasn't. <laughs> um, the hero of Casino, Lester. <laughs> That's a new take. Yeah. How people, uh, you know, people had a new take on Karate Kid saying... Johnny from Karate Kid is the actual real hero. Yeah. You could make your own argument for that. Lester Diamond is the real hero of Casino. That's going to be my Netflix series, Diamonds in the Rough. <laughs> and it's going to be about uh, Lester Diamond and how he had Vegas by the balls and he was having a good time. He was able to run all these little hustles. He was a golf pro. And then these assholes from Chicago and Kansas City yeah, That's where, the, where the mob was. They're trying to move in on his territory. Oh, uh, I I would watch that show in a second. Yeah, it'd be great. I would <laughs> I would play the young James Woods. It'd be the peacemaker of Casino. I'd play I'd play the flashback because they'd have flashbacks too. I would play James Woods's character Lester Diamond in high school. You think you would be given the role of young James Woods in high school? <laughs> I'd be little Lester. <laughs> What would what did James Woods do in high school? Because he's got to be in his seventies, so he went to high school back long, long time ago. Yeah, we're not going to do the math when because neither of us can do it. Yeah, when he could fit in a chair at MSG. <laughs> uh, do you have a new jerk dash off for the? Uh... I don't have one yet. Um, actually, we will have one on on Ray's or mine or both of. I'll share it as well. The IG. I always share the story. And uh, yeah, no, nah, sh- we'll we'll do it. We'll do a jerk off there. Also, the last thing that uh, I think we should bring up before we go is there has been some drama in the jerk verse. Uh, I just made that up. Uh, there has been some drama in the jerk verse where I-, I think I should confront you about this. All right, go ahead. So last week on the episode, you said "fuck the haters," a phrase. And I, the, at the time, last week, I'd never heard it before. It was new to me. Well, like I told, what did I tell you? And you said you just made it up right then and there. Right. Now, we have a fan. Seems like a pretty put-together guy. Put yeah. Another gentleman. Um, his name is Tuhas-TSCMB69. So, you know <laughs> he you gets remember down. That? I'm just guessing. Uh, so, you know he gets down because it ends with a 69. Yeah. You don't just put that on there for goofs. Yeah. You put that on there because you are horny. and you've As you put it on the comments, a si- as a fellow 69 enthusiast. I, uh, enthusiast. Yeah, I'm a 69 advocate. I think more people should be doing it. It's fun. It's mutually beneficial for the two parties involved. Right. And he says, people have actually been saying that for, for 10 years. <laughs> I I don't know what he's talking about. Okay. You know, when, when, when Raw Donnelly gets, get, gets on something... <laughs> And really gets those juices flowing, and really and really wants to come up with a 
a new saying or a new thing to people for people to live by or like almost like an inspirational thing. Like all I, what I do it for is the people. Like when I'm, when I, whenever I'm thinking of something like that, that you can kind of put on a t-shirt or, or like, a, uh, like something in your house to put up to, uh, to remind you, like yeah. F the haters. That's 100% Donnelly. That's you. That's Raw Donnelly. That is Raw Donnelly. That's Raw, Don, raw Donnelly. So uh, people saying it for 10 years, I don't know, I don't know what he's talking about. I, I've never heard it in my life. I came up with it in a dream. And, and, and it was an inspirational dream <laughs> that I had one night. Yeah. Oh. It was just me. Uh, it was like me on like a, like a, like a, like a, a bank, like a, like a, like a, like a river bank. Yeah. And it was a whole bunch of people. And I had a, I had a megaphone. Okay. And I was just, and these people were just looking to me for an answer. And what did I say? I said, don't worry. F the haters. That's F the, I oh, so you. I, I censored no, myself wait, in the dream. It, 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 are your dreams on TBS? <laughs> <laughs> your dreams, all the curse words are bleeped out. <laughs> My dream started at 635. And, and the, yeah. <laughs> that, that's a very old school TBS thing where all the shows used to start five minutes later. So How are you dream, mother freakers doing tonight? <laughs> <laughs> you mother fathers get over here. I love that your dreams don't swear. Uh, my dreams don't swear. It's, it's very family-friendly dreams. You can have them on... Uh, either TBS or ABC Family. Uh, there's a new uh, F the Haters this fall yeah. on ABC Family. <laughs> F the Haters ish. F the um, <laughs> my dreams, my dreams are X-rated. My dreams are like I'm sure they are Pornhub <laughs> after dark. So it's even more Pornhub than Pornhub. So your, your yeah. dreams are mine. I say butt fuck the haters. <laughs> You're real. <laughs> Real dark on that one. Are you? Uh, do Do you have any other sayings that you feel coming to you, Raw Donnelly? Right now, uh, I I already last week I, I you dropped a couple. I them. dropped a couple. I told I told you I work hard. I play hard. Um, That's you as well. Yeah, like oh, I had another one. I actually have a new one. Okay. Here's the thing, man. Like, if if you're ever if you're ever like worried about trying something new, or like you know, or like you know you. You, you worry about a new experience or you, sure, you sure. have so much anxiety about like, I don't know, man, like doing something that might not have great results or like that you're nervous about, be it skydiving to starting a new job. Yeah. What I say is this. Four letters. Four words. Four words. You only live once. But I shortened it. YOLO. You only live once. Only live once. YOLO. So, so somebody, they, wanna, they don't want to try, hey, you don't want to try this new thing at a restaurant? Or, or, or somebody wants to get fries with their burger? <laughs> like, instead of a side salad? Yeah. I, I go, YOLO, bro. YOLO. You only live once. Do you know what, though? What? Um, when I get to the last episode of Surviving Death, I might not agree with that. Because it's about reincarnation. <laughs> so well, you brought you you brought it full circle, didn't you? You really just shot a bunch of holes in my YOLO theory. That's kind of that's kind of my <laughs> thing. But I think it's a cool I think it's a cool saying. I think that would look good on a T-shirt. I think it would too. And I came up with it. I'm the originator of of YOLO. YOLO. Like, yeah, yeah. I I said to myself, I'm like, oh, how do I get this message out? Like, how do I get this this to the people to the masses? You only live one and time. I, I had to really just, I had to access that raw Donnelly part of my brain. You know what I think sounds a little cooler? What? Yolot, you only live one time. No. That won't work? I don't think so. Okay. I think YOLO, YOLOT. YOLOT. That sounds like you're saying, what's up to a guy named Lot? 
Yeah, or to a whole lot of people. <laughs> a the parking whole, lot? The I whole you're saying lot hello of to you. a parking lot. <laughs> Yo, lot. What do you feel like and doing today? Everybody at the lot turns around. Like, <laughs> Ray! It's like Norm. And then you say YOLO. And then you guys go and skydiving. Then I say YOLO. And does anybody want to come? And the people that don't raise their hands, I'm like, fuck the haters. So I'm just going to use all your catchphrases. You should. I'll try to have one each week, but that might end next week with one more. <laughs> We'll do, a, we'll do like a Christopher Nolan style three peach. It's a trilogy for Donnelly's uh, Donnelly's sayings. But I think it's time. I think it's about that time, my friend. Have a good one, Sean. Have a good one, right?